0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Welcome you to Passion Church and so glad that you chose to be here in the house and choose to watch live or like I said, maybe tune in later, you know, uh, go to YouTube, go to podcast, you know, so I encourage you that even though when you hear the word here in the house, you can go back and, and click on the face, our Facebook page, you can click on my Passion, um, Passion Church, Alex City on YouTube. You can go to the My Passion uh, website, and you can listen to these sermons over and over and over again, because sometimes you don't get all what God had for you while you were here, but you can go back weeks, months, and years and hear messages. Sometimes you might just see a title and go, well, I need that now, amen? So the word is forever alive. So don't think, oh, but he preached that a year ago. It don't matter. It's still alive, and it may be something you may not have needed it then, but you need it now. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you for your love and we thank you for your goodness. And I thank you, God, for your word today. Oh, God, help me to speak your heart and your words, God, and that our hearts will be open to hear and to receive all that you have for us in the precious name of Jesus. Um, Our title today is What direction are you going? Are we going our way or God's way? And so just in case if you're not sure what that our way is, that's what they call like a spaghetti intersection. You see all them roads? It looks a little chaotic, don't it, and confused and overwhelming. And I don't know about you, but when I look at that picture and I look at God's way, oh, man, God's road looks a whole lot better. Doesn't it? Um, so we get to choose, though, right? See, God made us free will to get to choose, so you can choose to go your way, or you can choose God's way, but we get to choose. Uh, The first scripture I want to read to you is in Proverbs chapter 3. This is in the Amplified, and it's verses 5 and 6, and it says, trust in And rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, and acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your paths straight, removing obstacles that block your way. I'll tell you, God is a good God. God is a good, good God. Let me read one more before we get going. I'm going to go to, <clears throat> excuse me, Psalm 16 and 11. And that's also, hold on here a second. Psalm sixteen, eleven, and that's also in the Amplified. Okay. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want God's pleasures. I want God's peace. I want God's fullness of joy in my life. But now, listen, let's go back to that picture there. Now, you look at our way, and and what that can represent right there is that life pulls you in all of these directions. Life is pulling on. What about me? Okay, whether we like it or not, me a lot of time gets all stuck up in the world because that's what the world teaches us. It's all about you. Take care of you. All your stuff. Get as much as you can, hold on to it and just keep getting born. It'll never be enough amen, and you know, then you got you pulling on you, then you got your desires and what you think you deserve and what you need, and then you got your family pulling on you, you got life pulling on you, you got the news pulling on you, you got problems, you've got relationships, you got work, busy, 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 and it just, if we're not careful, it becomes a chaotic mess to where if you're not careful, you don't know what direction to go. You know, if you were to get on that high and you've never been that way before, I'll tell you, see, you could get all messed up. you get all confused in that thing right there. And if you're not careful, see, when intersections are like this and highways are built like that, those sometimes, too, you know, you... Went around this loop. Well, man, you were supposed to go around that one. Well, sometimes you got to go a long, long way before you can ever get back on the right one. Because see how many there is up there? That's a lot, a lot of different highways. See, and if you're not careful, you just keep going the wrong way, our way. And the next thing you know, it could be hours. But in natural life, it could be days, weeks, months, or years. Before we get back where we were supposed to. So, you know, life gets busy. But we got to stop and ask ourselves the question, where's God? Where's God in all this? You know, we got to make sure that God stays center. I tell you all the time, you know, if this right here isn't right, then the rest of this out here ain't going to be right. Life family, relationships. It's just not going to be right if we don't keep this right. God's got to be first and foremost, front and center. It's got to be his way. You know, now sometimes as kids, I don't know if your parents ever used to tell you, it's my way or the highway. Well, I'm going to say it a little nicer. It needs to be God's way or no way. You need to just do it his way because his way is so much better. And he knows and sees all that other stuff, see. That's why he's trying to say, get over on my road and I'll get you to where you need to be. Because he knows where we need to be a whole lot better than we know where we need to be. Because, see, if you're not careful, you get all caught up in the chaos end of life. And trying to get what everybody else has got. And, oh, my kids got to have better than them. And I got to be better than that one. And, you know, they drive that now, so I got to drive better. Well, they live in that. I got to be better. I got to be what was it used to be better than the Joneses. You're always looking at your neighbor and everybody else and thinking that what they got's making them happy and you got to have better. Well, that's not how life goes. See, there's nothing wrong with the stuff. But when the stuff gets you, and that becomes your God, then you're in trouble. Because that chaotic mess, that chaos, see, if you're not careful, you'll start thinking that's the norm. I'm just supposed to be running around like with a chicken with my head cut off. I'm just always supposed to be going faster than anybody else, and if if you're just, you know, crazed all the time and running all the time from morning to night, then that becomes your norm. That chaos just becomes the norm. But remember, like we talked about last week with the U-turn sign, at any time, you can make a U-turn. At any time, we can choose to say, you know what, God? I'm getting off this mess. I'm getting off this chaos, this chaotic highway. I'm getting off this and getting back on your road. Because, see, if not careful... When you get all in that chaos and chaotic and it starts becoming the norm, you'll start settling. And then you'll just start thinking that's the right way. And then things that used to seem wrong will now seem right. What used to seem important now is kind of, well, when I'm in trouble, I'll call on him. See, we got to be careful because eventually that kind of life will lead to unrest Confusion, strife, compromise, things will get all out of whack, upside down. So we got to be careful because remember, God will let you have what you want. If you keep asking long enough and keep choosing that way, he does not force his way on anyone. God is a God of love and a gentleman. Now, he'll present constantly, give us those warning signs, show us the U-turn, show us the wrong way, flashing it many a time, sending people across your path, trying to give you some words of, you know, you you need to check yourself, maybe you need to check your gas tank because you're running out, you may want to check the road signs, but if you keep on, God will let you go your way. And guess what? Our way then will have some consequences. That's not God's fault. That's our fault. We chose what road we wanted to be on. Listen, his way is a prosperous way. His way will become simplified. It will help you to simplify your life. It doesn't mean that all these things, and there'll be seasons, yes, and I understand that. You know, we used to have kids, too, that had ball games, softball games, you know, uh, church stuff, this stuff, school stuff, whatever, and it just seemed like, you know, but that wasn't forever. And then sometimes, too, that might have been during the the summertime, and then you get a break or whatever, but it's not every single day. But be careful, see, that we always keep in balance that God is first. And then all of this other stuff, see, will balance out. Because when you get out of whack, I'm telling you, everything else will get out of line. And then you'll end up all of a sudden on that road, and you'll go, how did I get here? How do I get off? Oh, my gosh, I need to get off. You know? But it's never too late. (laughs) Because God wants us to live a prosperous and a simplified life because he needs us to be a light in the dark world. See, if we're all busy and caught up and living our way all the time, how do you have time for anybody else? How do you have time to share the gospel? And I guarantee you, more than likely, your light is very dim, because you're wore out. You're frustrated. You're mad. You're tired. You put yourself probably spent too much over in debt because you're trying to do everything for everyone. And then we're wondering why nobody's drawn to our lives. See? we got to stay the light. you got to keep your tank filled up. See, if your tank ain't full, it's kind of hard to go share it with anybody else. Amen? So don't get off God's road. Don't get off his destiny that he has for you. You know, God has big dreams for you and I. And when God gives us dreams, guess what? They'll never match your checkbook. Because a lot of you, even when I said that, you said, well, I've had, I felt like I had God show me some things, but I said, well, <laughs> there ain't no way for me. I couldn't never do that. No, you can't, but he can. But are you willing to trust him? Are you willing to believe? Because God has so much more and such greater things for you and for I. You know, he has dreams that go way beyond anything we could ever think or imagine. Now, some of you literally need to pick some of your dreams back up. Go get the blueprint back out again. And then don't be hurt or offended if God makes some adjustments. When you get to looking at maybe what he said to you at one time, and all of a sudden you go... Well, God, that's just way too big, or now. That's been so long. I'm too old. I can't do it now. Oh, yes, you can. Because with God, time don't matter. And you know, he's the redeemer of time. He can make uh, make happen for you in one, two years what you thought you lost or wasted for five or ten. God can redeem that back once you get back on his road. Oh, thank God for that. See, we're you know, you're just getting started good. You know, you're just getting started good. So don't get off God's roads because his dreams and his destiny for us is so much greater. So pull out the blueprint. And look, for some of you, it was so tiny, God might tell you, throw it away and let's do a new one. Let's do a better one. Let's do a greater one. Let God be the one that draws the blueprint this time. You know, but he'll give you the desires of your heart. When we honor him, because it's His, he wants fullness in our life, not just uh, barely getting by, just settling, feeling like, God, if I could just get through tomorrow or just get through, God, just go ahead and come back. Sure, we've all felt that. There's been times that have been like, Lord, let me tell you, who, pastoring sometimes through all of this stuff, it's just been, Lord, it'd be easier if we just all went to heaven right now. But guess what? There's too many that don't know. So we got to stay, you know? And even when it's sometimes not comfortable and it don't feel good and you feel like, you know, you you got to sharpen your sword all the time, that's good because it'll make you stronger. It'll make you better because God is up to something. But listen, the more we seek him and seek him in his word, See, you're going to have to find out some things in God's word for you. You know, there's nothing that you have been through or going through or will ever go through that God doesn't have an answer for you in his word. And you go, well, how do I find it? Well, one, you got to pull out your Bible or pull out your phone or your tablet. My gosh, nowadays you've got it so easy. There is no excuse. No excuse at all. You can just say into your phone, God. I need scriptures on God. I need scriptures on finances. I need scriptures on healing. What does the Bible say about relationships? What does the Bible say about tithing? What does the Bible say, you know, about serving him? I mean, there's nothing, and I'll tell you, scriptures will come flooding up. See, so whatever area you feel like you're struggling in, then saturate yourself in that one. Begin to you know, and I'm going to put a plug in right here. We have a uh, next door, a we call it the lending library, but it's a free word supply that you can go over there, sign out a book, or I believe there's CDs. There's all kinds of stuff over there. Take it home, read it, listen to it, then bring it back. No charge. So there's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse, because if you say, "Well, I don't, not very technical, I can't do my phone," then walk next door after service. You know, it's just a few steps out the back door, and there's books, CDs, all kinds of very good, valuable, life-changing information. And I guarantee you, there's something over there for the situation you're going through whether it be finances, health, relationship, whatever, go borrow it over there and be fed. See, you can change, but the more we seek him and in his word, the more than he show he begins to show us more and more, see, how to become more like him. And how we need him more. And guess what? When you, st- when you make a choice to check out something, or I'm going to look it up on my phone, I'm going to start st- finding out in this area of my life, I'm going to start feeding this area so that things will change. You know, they say in the world, so don't get mad at me, you know, it's stupid to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and you keep getting the same results and you don't do anything different. That's dumb however you want to say it, you know, it's ridiculous. It's foolishness. If things are not working in a certain area, then change what you're doing. Try God's word. He has an answer. Amen? So the more we seek him, the more we become like him, and more we find out what he has for us. See, if you don't know what he has for you in your life, if you're going, well, I don't, I don't know what God says about that, then go find out. Go find out. See, because he's growing us and growing us. But we can't grow if we don't immerse ourselves in the word. Okay? You know, it's just like a baby, you know. You have to feed them the right food and the right nutritions in order for them to grow and to grow healthy. How much more is your spiritual, man, if you're feeding it junk all the time, And you wonder why, when you get in trouble and you go to try to say, Well, God, why aren't you helping me? and your spirit man's down here crying out because it's so weak, saying, I've been trying to tell you, but you can't even hear it because it hasn't been fed in so long. How can your spirit man release to you the answers or the direction? You got to feed. Yourself, you got to feed your spirit man so that we can grow and grow into the reflection of God's character and his nature more and more and more. And you know, the Lord rewards obedience. He does. The Lord rewards obedience and willingness. You know, sometimes by faith, you just got to say, okay, God, I'm willing I'm really not sure how I'm going to do this or maybe what you've asked me to do or this is a real stretch for me to really, you know, uh, take up a challenge and really start reading more or start listening to your word on purpose, you know. But I'm going to be willing to do this. I'm going to take the first step because I'm going to put you first. I'm going to obey you. Because, see, when you go God's way, do you know what that says to God? God. I love you. I trust you. See when we're so busy out doing our own thing and then we want to tag God on it, and then we wonder though, why we just keep going around and around you know the other saying I used to always hear growing up is you know you take two step forward and ten step back, and then if you 're not careful that's what we say in life, oh God, this week I went. You know, two steps forward, took ten back. We'll stop it. Let's do something different. Let's stop making the steps backward so big. Let's take maybe ten steps forward, and we only went two back this time. How are you going to do it? The Word of God, staying on God's road, and finding out what He has to say. Because I want God to know I got to say it. I got to show it. You know, so, and I know I'm probably going to step on a lot of toes, and people are probably going to get mad, you know. But, you know, I'm just sorry if we say, well, you know, I just, it's easier for me not to go to church. It's easier for me to not pray. It's easier for me, you know, but God knows my heart. Well, guess what? Your heart. So let's finish the sentence there. He may know your heart, but what's coming out of it? Because if God, if you loved God that much, would you not be doing what daddy's asked you to do? Would we not be doing something that would enlarge the kingdom of God and bring in the family that doesn't know him? How are we going to do it if we're sitting at home all by our little self and ain't contributing nothing into the kingdom of God? All right, we better move on because I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of ouch, ouch. But anyway... We need to ask ourselves this question Where is your first love? We need to ask it. It can't be your husband. It can't be your boyfriend, your mom, your dad, your children. That's not your first love. I'm sorry. Your grandchildren, your dog, whatever. Your car, your house, your big bank account. You know. How many, you know, rings you got on your finger? That's not your first love. God is. So if you didn't answer that immediately when I asked you, then you just need to check yourself. Look, there's no, where's the U-turn? Just going to make a U-turn. If I even had to think about that for a second, then let's just make a U-turn. Okay? Let's get back to God being our first love obedience brings God's increased presence into our lives. I'm not just talking about a little dabble, do you? I'm talking about when we obey God, there's an increased presence that comes into our lives. Spiritually, physically, and financially. Increased. Increased. Why? For people, for our life. So that we can go and tell and show... Love the Lord first so that you can receive all of his benefits. See, when we obey God, God's got a benefit package, honey, that is way beyond anything your job could do, anything the government could do for you, anything anybody else could do for you. God's got a benefit package that's beyond anything we could ever think or imagine, and most Christians are not even tapping in to the benefits that God has. Why? Because we haven't read the word. We don't spend time with God. We don't come into his house and worship him and learn about him and make a choice to say, I'm going to read more or I'm going to listen more or I'm going to find out what God says. There's so many benefits that we're missing out on. And when we're not receiving those benefits, how are we going to go give them away to anybody? Oh, we're in a time, people, I'm telling you, the world needs, the world needs us. Oh, boy, does the world need us to be doing the right thing and being at the right place at the right time. And I'm not talking about you having to have your Bible and beating them over the head with it. I'm talking about living a life that shows and tells the story of God's goodness, of his redemptive power. That there's nothing impossible without God. That he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. That he is your friend at all times. Where everybody else could walk away, but you're never alone because Jesus is right there beside you. Holding on to your hand. Saying I am. I am. I am your God. In Deuteronomy 6 and 4 and 5, it says in the Amplified, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is the one and only God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength, your entire being. That means with everything you got. Don't let the devil fool you and say, don't take all that. Oh, yes, it does. It takes all that and more. And let me tell you, God is a rewarder of the faithful and obedient. God is a rewarder to those who will seek him diligently and with all of their heart. I have one more scripture, and Pastor Ron's coming. This is in Matthew 6, 31 and 30 through 33, and it says, therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, ooh, we could just go way off on that right now in these days, huh? Yes. We got a whole lot of people. The church is distracted, saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagan, the Gentiles, eagerly seek all these things. But do not worry. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. He already knows. But first and most importantly, seek Aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given you to you also. As Pastor Ron comes, praise God, I'm telling you. See, we don't need to be worrying about these things. And it doesn't mean, listen, it's not saying that you need to be concerned and doing your part. Yes, God wants to make sure you have food on your table and clothes on your back. Okay? But he's just saying, what's the priority here? Is that all you wake up about first thing? Ain't a thought to God, we just get up in the morning and say, well, God, you know, how much money can I go make today? I seen so-and-so just got a new car, and I got to get me a new one. Oh, so-and-so had brand new outfit on. Man, I got to go get me a better one so I can look better. What are we thinking about? See, God wants to bless you with these things. He wants to give us the desires of our heart. He wants you to be whole and well, full of peace and joy, love, happiness, walking in the fullness of his love, staying on his road and getting to the destination that he has for us. But he also wants you to enjoy the journey along the way. Not be on the chaotic highway that you're just dreading every day or hoping and wishing, you know, that you could get to the end of it. See, with God, the journey should be enjoyable. Yes, we're going to have trouble. Okay, we live in a bad world with a bad devil. But that doesn't mean, see, that we may get in it but we get out. God will deliver you out. Our bad choices sometimes. Our wrong thinking. Our choices sometimes get us on that our way, highway. But remember, the U-turn's waiting right there. It's always an option to say, God, forgive me. I need to get off this. I need to get off this thing and get back on your road because I know what you have for me is greater I know what you have for me is better I want to enjoy the journey I want my life to tell others that when they come in contact with me that they may not even know or understand but they just say there's something there's something about you or there's something in you that I don't know what it is but I want it And what they're desiring is the love of God. The compassion of God. The goodness of God. His mercy and grace. Saying it doesn't matter how far back you've gone. How many times you've gotten off the road. God said I'm waiting. I'm here with open arms. Just waiting. But he won't force us. He can't force you. He gives the invite. But are we receiving the invitation? You know, even as a believer right now, you could be on that our way, our way, highway. And there's been times, I'm sure many of us, I've been on it. There's no guilt right now. It's just get off of it. Just get off. Let's just make the choice to do different. Let's make the U turn. Let's get back on God's road so that we can walk in the fullness that he has and that our lives can be that light in a dark world so that your light can shine to your family and your friends. You know, some you may never get to witness to because your family. Don't get offended because for some, as long as you're who you are, quote, you're just this. You're just so and so. I know you. I know what you used. To, you know, they're not going to listen to you. That's okay. You just pray. And you go on to the ones that will. And then you say, God, I thank you for sending people across the path, to witness to my family, that won't listen and receive from me. Because as I witness to others, you'll be faithful to send people across my family path. Amen? And sometimes, see... It's not going to be about you reading no scripture or whatever. It's they're just watching your life. And many of us, you know, you don't even know. You won't even know till you get in heaven the lives that your witness touched. And it wasn't always because you read a scripture. It wasn't always because of, you know, you brought in your Bible or they seen you sitting over at the break table and oh gosh, look at them. They must be so holy. They read that every day. No, it's going to be how did you respond to them when they treated you badly? What did you do when everybody else was talking about everybody else at work? What did you do? When you found out they were going through trouble, did you take a minute to say, could I just pray for you? Even though you knew they didn't like you, that's what they're going to see. That's what's going to touch lives. That's what's going to change lives. So let's choose today to get on God's road and be the light. Let's just be some light. Sure, your light sometimes might get dirty, might get dim. But get right back up again. I want to pray. Maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching or you're going to watch later. And you say, well, I really don't know about this God in that way. I just, by mistake, happened to tune in on this or... I was forced to watch it or somebody sent it to me. So I clicked on it and thought, well, there's a screaming lady on there. I thought, well, let's see what she's hollering about. But maybe you'd like some of this. Maybe you'd like that no matter what you're going through, you don't have to stay there. Maybe once you did walk with God, but you walked away. Whatever the reason let me pray with you today that you can choose right now today today it starts today to make a new day so let's first pray if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior or you want to say I never have trusted him I want to do that today so pray with me so we can all pray together say dear Lord come into my heart come into my life I choose today to choose you. I choose today to believe that you died for me and took on every sin for me and that I'm going to serve you this day. And I choose today, Father, to make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And now I want to pray for those that maybe you've stumbled off or wandered off. And look, there's no condemnation. Maybe you've been the one that you used to come to church. You used to serve. You used to be faithful. But now you're too busy. Now look, I know that people have to work on Sundays. But I also believe because I've been there. And so has Pastor Bruce. But well, there was a time in our life when we gave our heart to the Lord's, that we went to our workers and we just said, Look, I can work every day, any time, you want. And I can come in on a Sunday, but it's going to have to be after church. And I'm not talking about when we were pastors. When we just went to church, we had to fight for our Sundays. We said, We'll go, come in later. We'll do it later in the day. But I got to be in the house. And I'll tell you, you know what? every time God made a way even though there was a threat once or twice well well, then we're just going to let you go then let me go because I can't live and I cannot bring up my children without God so I'm choosing him so whether you keep me or not God will make a way for me and guess what he always did I'm telling you we're in some days you're going to have to make some hard choices but what's first choose God first and I'm telling you he'll bless you in every other area of your life you know and you can't tell me that you can't make some kind of agreement you don't have to be there every Sunday or you can come in later but make some choices that are going to change some things in your life if you're sick and tired of being where you are just say you know what I need some change God help me I want to honor you I want to get back on your road. So, Father, I just thank you right now that you're turning things around. For those that are crying out to you, God, that have maybe maybe wandered away. That have kind of set you on the back burner. That, God, you've stirred their hearts today. That your love for them is calling them home again. Calling them back to you, God. In that one-on-one relationship daily. I thank you right now, God. You're turning things around. You're turning things around for them. You're showing them. You're opening up hearts. You're opening up their eyes to see like they've never seen. And their ears to hear like they've never heard. God, this, uh, this is right. I need to get back on your way. I need to get back your way, God. And I thank you for it, Father. Oh, we thank you for it, Father, right now. We thank you, God, right now that there's already, even when we were worshiping, there was healings. I'm talking physically, mentally, and emotionally. Healings in this house and those that are tuning in now. Healings in bodies. Things that were even done to you long ago. Physical and verbal and sexual abuse are being healed right now in the name of Jesus a covering God your presence and your spirit is covering them right now in Jesus name we thank you God we thank you for your presence and we thank you for your wholeness in lives and hearts and minds right now in Jesus name and if you can agree with that say amen We're so glad that you joined us today. And until next time, be blessed and be at rest. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.